0: Welcome to the Peachy talks podcast with your host, Anna and Ness, where we discuss a series of topics within nutrition, health and well-being in compact and easily digestible clipets. Each
1: podcast will feature a topic of interest where we delve into concerning misconceptions, discuss leading scientific evidence and each suggest three practical
0: recommendations to take home. Hi everyone, welcome back to the seventh episode of Peachy Talks. This week's topic is eating disorders, which are responsible for more loss of life than any other mental health condition, and unfortunately are becoming increasingly more common. So over the last 30 to 40 years, the prevalence of eating disorders has increased to become a widespread across the UK as well as worldwide. So let's expand a bit more on eating disorders. First of all, what are they? Eating disorders are illnesses in which people experience severe disturbances in their eating behaviours and related thoughts and emotions. People with eating disorders typically become preoccupied with food and their body weight and the body image as well. Exactly,
1: eating disorders are serious and life-threatening mental illnesses that can affect 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 anyone, regardless of age, race, gender identity, sexual orientation, or background. Statistics show that eating disorders affect at least 9% of the population worldwide. And UK research suggests that between 1.25 and 3.4 million people are affected by an eating disorder. To your surprise, around 25% of those affected are male. Eating disorders are most common in individuals aged
0: between 16 and 40. On another note, Anna, according to the research, individuals who have family members with eating disorders are more likely to develop eating disorders themselves when... Um, compared to individuals who have no family history of these illnesses. That's absolutely true, Ness. So let me
1: talk you through various types of eating disorders, starting with the most common being anorexia nervosa, also most commonly known as anorexia. People with anorexia may see themselves as overweight, even when they are dangerously underweight. People with anorexia typically weigh themselves repeatedly, severely restrict their amount of food that they eat, and often exercise excessively, and or may also force themselves to vomit or use laxatives in order to lose weight. Anorexia has the highest mortality rate of any mental disorder. While many people with this disorder die from complications associated with starvations, others die of suicide, which is more concerning.
0: When we look at the statistics, um, around 10% of people affected by an eating disorder suffer from anorexia nervosa, and the average age of onset for anorexia nervosa is around 16 to 17 years old. The second eating disorder is bulimia nervosa.
1: People with bulimia have recurrent and frequent episodes of eating unusually large amounts of food and feeling a lack of control over these episodes. The binge eating is followed by behavior that compensates for the overeating, such as forced vomiting, excessive use of laxatives or diuretics, fasting, excessive exercise, or a combination of these behaviors. People with bulimia may be slightly underweight, normal weight, or even
0: overweight. 40% of people affected by an eating disorder suffer from bulimia nervosa, and the average age of Uh, onset for the bulimia is around 18 to 19 years old.
1: And the last eating disorder I want to talk to you about is binge. People with binge eating disorder lose control over their eating. Unlike bulimia, periods of binge eating are not followed by purging or excessive exercise nor fasting and as a result people with binge eating disorder are often overweight or obese. The symptoms include eating unusually large amounts of food in a specific amount of time, such as a two-hour period, eating even when you're full or not hungry, eating fast during binge episodes, eating until you're uncomfortably full, eating alone or in secret to avoid embarrassment, feeling distressed, ashamed or guilty about their eating, and lastly, frequently dieting, possibly without weight loss.
0: That's lovely information, Anna. Thank you. And I would like to talk about the other types of eating disorders, which would include avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder, and other specified feeding or eating disorder. So we can start with the avoidance slash restrictive food intake disorder which is when someone avoids certain foods limits how much they eat or does both. So the possible reasons for it could include negative feelings over the smell, taste, or texture of certain foods, a response to a past experience with food that was upsetting, for example, choking or being sick after eating something, or not feeling hungry or just a lack of interest in eating. And other specified feeding or eating disorder, which is called in short OSFET, is every bit as serious as anorexia, bulimia, or binge eating disorder and can develop from one into another diagnosis. As OSFET is an umbrella term, people diagnosed with it may experience very different symptoms. So some examples include atypical anorexia where someone has has all the symptoms that doctor looks for to diagnose anorexia, except their weight remains within a normal range. The second one could be bulimia nervosa of low frequency and or limited duration, where someone has all of the symptoms of bulimia, except the binge or purge cycles don't happen as often or over as long a period of this as doctors would expect. And binge eating disorder of low frequency and or limited duration where someone has all of the symptoms of binge eating disorder as you have described earlier, except the binges don't happen as often or over as long a period of time as doctors would expect. And the other factors could be the purging disorder where someone purges, for example, by being sick or using laxatives to affect their weight or shape but this isn't as part of binge or purge cycles and lastly the night eating syndrome where someone repeatedly eats at night either after waking up from sleep or by eating a lot of food after their evening meal so like any other eating disorder OSFET is a very important mental illness that is not only about the way the person treats about food, but about underlying thoughts and feelings. And the eating disorder may be a way of coping with these thoughts or a way of feeling in control. So after discussing eating disorders, I can hear some of our listeners be asking, how are these eating disorders that are being treated or is it possible to recover from eating disorders? So, Anna, would you like to expand a bit more on this? The
1: answer is yes. There are some very uplifting stories of recovery we witness in our practice and some highlighted in the media. Research suggests that around 46% of anorexia patients fully recover, with 33% of them improving and only 20% remaining chronically ill. Similar research into bulimia suggests that 45% make a full recovery, 27% improve considerably and only 23% suffer chronically. It is important to seek treatment early for eating disorders. People with eating disorders are at higher risk for suicide and medical complications, often have other mental disorders like depression or anxiety or problems with substance use. But fear not, complete
0: recovery is possible. Amazing. Thank you for this interesting fact Sana. And whenever we hear such uplifted success stories from individuals, we feel enormously happy as well. And yes, definitely recovery is uh, possible with the holistic treatment approach. So in the cases like eating disorders, treatment plans are tailored to individual needs and may include more than one of the following such as individual group and or family psychotherapy medical care and monitoring, nutritional counselling and medications. So to sum up our session for today, we would like to give recommendations to you. I hope that this episode has been
1: useful for the listeners. As I practice intuitive eating and mindful approaches with clients of eating behaviours, my only recommendation this week is to raise awareness on eating disorders. And if you believe you are suffering from this or know a close family member, member or even a friend then please aid by seeking professional help because as we mentioned full recovery is possible when caught early on. And what about Eunice? What are your recommendations?
0: My recommendation would be similar to you. Definitely seek the help. If you suffer from such symptoms, do not feel ashamed to seek help. The first part of call should always be making an appointment with your GP. And in the UK, there is a bit helpline, which is available for support and information that can give you suggestions for how you can approach to your doctor. Secondly, and my final recommendation Would be if you suspect anyone who might be having an eating disorder behavior in your close circle of family or friendship groups, but you're not 100%, you may use the SCOF screening tool to indicate a possible eating disorder, which was designed by Professor John Morgan at Leeds. This is a scoring system where a score of two or more positive answers is a positive screen. So the questions would be following. The first one, do you ever make yourself sick because you feel uncomfortably full? Secondly, do you worry that you have lost control over how much you eat? Thirdly, have you recently lost uh, more than one stone in a three month period? The fourth, do you believe yourself to be fat when others say you are too thin? And lastly, would you say that food dominates your life? So, when you ask this question and you receive the answer with the score of two or more positive answers, then we may need to um, escalate this to further help. We want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and next week we will talk about water and hydration so stay tuned and once again if you have any questions
1: or want help with eating disorders then send us a message on our social media page instagram at pg.talks and we will try to help you to get the right assistance with that said Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Hashtag stay peachy. Stay healthy.